Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Cooley drinkers. Everything that needs to be said will be said right after the intro. The only thing I have to add is to please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review. Share this podcast with whoever you may think uh, will enjoy it. We'll be on Spotify, Stitcher. We're, at, we're everywhere. So please follow us and share in this community. Um, follow us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid and Twitter at Drinking Lions. Let's get straight to it. Time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find any little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It's October 15th. We're recording this at 9.43 p.m. And we got Rudd Dog, UJ... And Connor hey. on the line. What's up? And Bob is not able to be here, but he's celebrating his 25th anniversary. So shout out to Bob and Heather having your 25th anniversary. Hey, Bob Heather. Woo. But Yay. let's get uh, to the topic. And I have something I want to say on the top of this podcast, and then we can react after that. Um, so, my dear fellow blue Kool-Aid drinkers, I stand here today as livid. As a day, I gave up a three-run double to lose the game against our rival for the conference championship in high school. I refer, of course, to the many blown calls by the NFL ref mafia. Even the dumbass media widely acknowledges this. We know as intelligent fans we can have we could have played better. We acknowledge as much, and we'll discuss it on the pod here, of course. But the matter of fact is that we played good enough to win. Barry Sanders, who never tweets anti-anything, even t- thrashed the refs on Twitter. We know how this goes by now. The NFL issued an apology, and we will still keep the loss, and Aaron Rodgers still keeps his undeserving win. It's our jobs as fans to voiceously voice our displeasure. I urge fans to keep the pressure on the NFL, even if justice will truly never be served. But now, I urge us all to look inside and ask ourselves, am I still a blue Kool-Aid drinker? And do I truly believe this is a different Detroit Lions team? Let me quote our leader, Matt Patricia, today. I love our fan base, and I love their passion, and I love all of it. I appreciate it more than you know. And I just want the fans to know that we're going to work to get things right, to do things the right way. Patricia said when asked if he had a message for the Lions fans. We're tough. We're built tough. We're blue-collar. 
just like this city and just like this state. And we'll just continue to be tough. In the end, toughness is going to prevail. And we're going to do everything possible to make sure that's the case. End quote. We have said since the day he was hired, we'll follow this man and this team. It's a locker room as tight as any in the NFL. It's a locker room as talented as any in the NFL. And arguably the most talented roster we've had in my lifetime, 27 years or so. They know what we know. It's Detroit versus everybody. We have a choice. And I choose to believe this is a monumental moment in our history. Board Field will be as loud as ever on Sunday as the NFL Mafia has lit a fire under our ass and the likes we have never seen. And I can't wait, and neither should you. Detroit versus the refs. Detroit versus everybody. One pride. Go Lions. And that's my start to this podcast here. Yeah, baby. There you go, Ooh. All right, Couldn't have said it any better myself. I mean, uh, it's on everybody's mind. Uh, it's it, There was the number one trending topic on Twitter all day today, the day after. Uh, and that, that includes like a Democratic debate going on and everything going on today. NFL fans are pissed. They're sick of seeing their game, just the, the sacredness of it, just totally undermined. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's just unbelievable. It's 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 truly incredible uh, what has transpired yet again <laughs> in the long line of things as we've seen before, as I noted. Um, I mean, do you guys have any like last words? I mean, it's been talked to death. Oh out my there. gosh! Why like why do we always have to be the one point of anger? Yeah. You know, start the the big change. You know, oh, I guess it was like refreshing when it was the Saints last year, but who really cares? Most of the time, yeah. it's us. But I like what uh, Steve Lehman said, our, our fan on Instagram. Uh, we got screwed. The revenge tour starts now with Minnesota. Exactly. And yeah. I, feel, I feel like there's a lot of that out there. Um, and yeah. I, I just hope everybody's it's, drinking the blue Kool-Aid out there still. I mean, this team is truly special, and I really believe it. I think we, one, we lead the league now in uh, apologies from the NFL brass. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Wow, those, those, <laughs> I really do. Is, yeah, this feels like worse to me than a lot of the other games because, like, a lot of the other ones came down to like maybe one or two calls, but this one was like five or six critical calls yep. that were outrageously blown. I, I, in terms of all the outrage with the refs, this is probably top two with the Dallas game for me in terms of like really dictating how the game turned out, and it's just outrageous. Yeah, well, the Packers, I mean, the, uh, the Dallas game was a playoff game, which made it big, but this is a big game here. This is the difference between first place and last with a division rival. Yes, and third and ninth in the, in the and NFC. I know, and to have the game decided by the refs and not by the players on the field is just criminal, and and there should be something done about it, and I hope the NFL does something about it. They should have a, a, a booth ref or something that you could have seen that within seconds, knowing that it was a bad call, and just call down to the field and have them correct it. If, I mean, within yeah. seconds, if they can. If us at home that. sitting Dan at the bar, yeah, if us at home sitting at the bar, or you know, like can make that call in three seconds, you you think the NFL would be able to throw some money at some person sitting in the booth <laughs> in the field that can make that call within right. a matter of seconds? Right. Yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Well, you're right. It doesn't. It could be super fast. I'm not a conspiracy it's a theorist. Second review. Doesn't it feel like there was like a deliberateness about the way that game was called? Like they want they picked the winner. I mean, they totally fabricated two calls, ignored others. I mean, it's one thing to have calls that are like somewhat questionable that piss us off, but those 
face call uh, hands of the face were just complete fabrications. They yeah. Were, oh yeah. The truth. <laughs> they're still trying to sell that the first one was legit. Yeah. I, I, I no, still don't. No way. No, no. 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 I don't know yeah. if I'd be like. I'm not gonna talk about like this whole conspiracy against the Lions, but how is it that all seven calls that were bad were against Detroit? There's maybe one questionable call against the Packers, but how is it that skewed in one team's favor? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I'm not peddling this conspiracy, but like it's just outrageous. It it's no it's sense. out there for a lot of people though. So the NFL has yeah. a serious problem on its hands. Yeah. Yeah, it does. they do. Plus, I got the People distinct sense they don't throw the flag if Aaron Rodgers makes the play or something. Like, it just felt like they waited. They're the one he, the ref waited super long to throw. It was like he was just waiting to see the outcome of the play before he made it. I mean, that's yeah. What I, yeah. It's yeah. hard I to like, like not feel like they're picking winners. No, I agree. 100% agree. It's just really bizarre. Like they don't have to throw the flag and they throw it. Like just keep the flag in your pocket. So I mean, yeah. it there's really it really seems like sums up, but man, yeah. uh, and 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 it, you have to say, I mean, I've seen enough of these games. The Packers seem to get way more than their share of the advantage of these bad calls. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, they we've seen it lead. too many times with Brett. I mean, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he he's the you know the National League poster boy or whatever he is, and the Dallas Cowboys. Apparently, they had a game yesterday. They were. Uh, a lot of penalties were going that way in the end, trying to get them back in the game. Yeah, and they still uh, lost, which is great. And they still lost, but, you know, sometimes the, Packers, the rest. Uh, <laughs> the Packers lead the league in uh, yards, like penalty yards in their favor this year, I think. I think they're number one in the league. If I read that somewhere. I don't know. If, I, I don't have that confirmed, but I think they lead the league. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like this idea that, you know, we should have played better. I mean, yeah, we we made our mistakes. We We left points on the field and stuff, but. You know, just look at the difference when you get extra chances that you shouldn't have. Aaron Rodgers, you keep giving him shots, oh, yeah. he's going to make plays. I mean, it's a, an odds thing. We we were winning the first attempts most of the time. No, <laughs> exactly. You just well, can't win that are, Everyone's yeah. like, oh, the Lions didn't do enough to deserve to win. But look at the Packers. Like, did they deserve the win? No. Not at all. Compared, like we outplayed them most of that the, game. It's just the Lions did do enough to win. That's yeah, the thing. I agree. I agree with did that do too. enough. <laughs> so that's, that's just a bad argument. Yeah, we left points on the field. Everyone leaves points on the field every game, but we did enough to win this game. We got critical third down stops. We did. We did all that stuff, man. We did. We did what we had to do, and yet they still took it away. So yeah, that argument doesn't wash. No, I agree. If you're looking for a positive out of these bad calls, uh, I thought Trey Flowers had a really entertaining uh, interview at at his locker after the game. (laughs) You can just see his bottle anger. Well, yeah, he's sitting there. He'd be silent for like 20 seconds. He's like, man, like, I put my hand like here, you know, on the the collar of my chest. And then he's like, but then they said, no, can't do that. Then he waited 20 more seconds to respond. So I moved my hand here. And he moved it like two inches to his left. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, no, you Credit? can't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to him for keeping his composure. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And he's never yeah. been called for that once in his career. Nope. But I like the. I saw a comment somewhere. The guy was like, well, that's because he used to pay for the Patriots. It's kind of true, right? And, <sighs> Martha Ford's going to start, t- this, you know, mm-hmm. handing some money over to these reps or something i don't know what it is if, if that's what it we're is. not paying her <laughs> gotta give green bay credit they pay their reps well that's well. where the pressure has to come from uh her 
the owner. Yeah. If there's like there does. And they have like these spring me- meetings this week where all the owners uh meet with uh, the officials that happens to be this uh this week. Uh, so yeah. You would hope they start initiating something now. As yes. you said Connor, Dan Orlowski got out there today and said they don't need to wait till next year week 6 to fix this and it happened right now. Orlowski's speech was really good. And and actually I didn't like the announcers yesterday until toward the end. And Booger McFarland was sticking up for the players. Yeah. And, it was one of the rare the times was, everybody liked Booger McFarland. And then the other guy yes. was trying to back up the league and the refs and stuff like that. It was really a dichotomy between the two. And I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Booger's uh, – <laughs> he was getting mad. It I know. Was like, it was Back it, on the field again, you know, and he was mad. They, yeah. they need more of that in the booth. But, uh, I agree. <laughs> we pay to see the players, not the refs. You know, there's, like, yeah. one good thing that could potentially come out of this because it's getting so much attention is I feel like, you know, going forward, these refs are going to have a hard time getting away with that shit against us because, I mean, they're going to be under more of a microscope, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it, it so. keeps, it's been happening for years and years, so that, yeah. that yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's true. It doesn't usually get this much mo- national attention. Yeah. Well, I w- let's move on <clears throat> to the actual game portion. Because uh, I feel like that the ref, uh, we've <laughs> said more than enough, and there's a lot more to say about it possibly going forward. But let's talk about the game. Right now, I'm going to start with um, some stock up and stock down. But let's start with stock up. And I, I just want to say I'm all about the flea flicker, and I love that first play call of the game. Oh, uh, sweet. Oh, that was a great call. Um, the Lions coming off a of bye week, great play call coming off the bye week. Just to set the tone nice and early. Um, just a beautifully executed play and nice throw by Stafford. Every everything was beautiful about that play, and it got uh, the whole Lions bar jacked up that we were at. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, I think uh, Jim Bob Cooter heard my uh, game plan to go for points early. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, that was great. I love that uh, aggressiveness, and we showed it on the next series yeah. too. We threw a bomb. Yeah, the nice one to Marvin Hall. Yeah, as well. that was that was nice. I mean, Stafford dropped two dimes there, man. I mean, beautiful passes too. If our guys had some speed, that would have been two touchdowns. But you know, yeah. we're just not that fast. I think Stafford had over 160 yards passing in that first quarter. So if the yeah, run game would have kept up, we would have yeah. probably been able to keep the passing going. I know, I know. Um, and that was the. So that was the second stock up for me was Stafford. I actually thought he played really well in this game, I, especially in the first quarter, but I still think he played pretty well um, throughout the rest of this game as well. He had a nice yeah. – I like that third down play to Marvin Jones. Uh, it should have been a pass interference, obviously. Um, oh, and, boy, and I, yeah. And I think Pat, Matt Patricia is correct to not uh, throw the challenge flag on that because the way they've been yeah. calling those flags, it probably wouldn't have been Just overturned. Waste of timeout this year. The whole – that whole new rule has been total crap. But I really, I really like Matt Stafford in this game. I thought he played, obviously, like we said, we we thought that he played well enough to win this game. And that brings up my, uh, you know, our category, uh, Matt Stafford throw of the week. And no, we went over the two nominees. I don't know if you guys have a third nominee, um, but it's that flea flicker throw and then the throw to Marvin Hall are my two top nominees for this week. Yeah. Well, there was that one down the sideline that he threw like across the field where he was sort of on almost falling backwards and he flicked it on a just like a rope to uh, Galladay, I think it was, who kept his two feet in bounds 
Uh, it was maybe like a 15-yard gain. Or oh, something. yeah. Do you remember yeah. the play? That, yeah, that was a nice play. It was, a, it was absolutely a beautiful throw. I mean, and he was off balance, and Galladay did a great job keeping his feet in, as he always does. And I thought that was a great throw. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, but I, I, I think I have to go with the flea flicker because I thought uh, it set a tone early in this game. And Stafford put it on the yeah, money, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. <laughs> so our Stafford. You want it again. Yeah. Stafford, congratulations. Uh, you are the winner of the Matt Stafford throw of the week. So. <laughs> he won it last week, too. That's uncanny. Um, that's six weeks running now. It it's the unbelievable. Before, the yeah. goat, the goat gets his. Oh my God, he's on a streak. Do you think he's? Uh, he might be going for MVP here at this rate. I don't know. Prediction: I think he gets it next week against the Vikings. Oh, too. that's a bold prediction. That's bold. Getting out on a limb there. All right. Um. So my third stock up, and that is the Lions continuing getting turnovers. The Lions defense continuing to oh, get yeah. turnovers. Ashawn with another yes. forced fumble. D Virgin with a nice forced fumble on the punt. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Justin Coleman just continues. I'll throw him in stock up too, Justin Coleman as well, just continuing to play out of his mind. Honestly, I feel yeah, like the secondary really stock even. They just they have yeah. been so good all year. How much year. further can he go up? Yeah. <laughs> um, the only guy in the, the, um, the secondary I'm not so thrilled about yet is Will Harris. Yeah, um, he's still a rookie, not making – like on that one, was it a run up the middle where he just took a terrible angle? Yeah, and the he was guy like, beat the. He ran in the wrong direction. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. I, that was bad. But I mean, I give the props to the rookie though. He's out there gaming, you know. But Justin yeah, Coleman, yeah. man, he just keep he. Uh, you know, he's not the uh, biggest guy in the field. Usually, he's going against these taller receivers, but he just knows where to put his hands. He knows how to play oh the yeah. ball. Uh, I love his turnover yeah. creation. Though I I gotta throw Melvin some props too yeah. because he's a lockdown guy, man. He made a yeah. nice play on and third I even down. I didn't see Slay out there. I know. <laughs> I don't he, think they threw his way once in this game. No, they stayed away from Slay. The one time I thought it was him, it was <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> yeah, and you know who Tracy Walker? I mean, that guy's still yeah. playing. He's well, still balling out. Only there, he can man. make he, smart plays and not get unnecessary roughness. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring that up because, I mean, the guy was clearly reaching his hands out to catch the ball. And then he incidental collision. How can they call that a penalty? How can you can't they? You can't go for the ball in this league on defense. Apparently. It's, it's, but that's where a, a booth review, like a quick booth review, can say, whoa, he was going for the ball, clearly going for the ball and not aiming for the player. He got and it hit. it was an incidental collision. He didn't even hit so, the guy. He I'm, got hit by the guy. Yeah, if anything, he got should, hit harder. That should not have been a penalty. Yeah. That was another horrible call. It's like horrible. any violent Absolutely. collisions automatically called unnecessary roughness now. So should a running back just put his helmet into yeah. any guy tackling him so he gets the penalty for 15 yards? Yeah, it seems like it's setting I, a bad precedent that. for the yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the offense like to get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> just I hey, get, make sure you I put your head in. Yeah, idea. I get the idea of the rule to like stop helmet to helmet contact, but it does not work in execution. Like, no one knows what a catch is, what a penalty is anymore. Should no, you know oh. what the real the real per hey hey let me tell you the real purpose of those rules is to make them so hard and arbitrary that uh, the refs can use it in favor of teams like Green Bay and Dallas and stuff like that. And we and we don't know. The fans are too stupid, you know, to figure it out. But they're trying to let certain teams win, and the refs can use well, it. Well, we figured favor. it out. Well, yeah, of course we did. <laughs> well, the Kool-Aid <laughs> revealed <laughs> it to us. We are, we are geniuses, though. So. But it's so Probably true. Not. The rules, like, I used true. to be anti, like, 
uh, invasion of like technology <laughs> into the like the referee side of of football. I used to like just kind of letting the rest call it, you know, and you know, sure they're gonna make errors or whatnot, but with the how like you said, you arbitrary and technical these rules have gotten. No one even you know any knows what they even are really anymore. I I think that it's, they have no choice but to start having live reviews on every play. Well, the NFL rule books like the tax code for Christ's sake, yeah. like eighty thousand yeah. pages. You know, yeah, it's brutal. It's ridiculous. And again, like that video review would take five seconds tops. It wouldn't slow down the game at all, and all of this would be solved. Like, it's like it's that. An easy fix. They already huddle for like twenty seconds, anyways. After a lot of these, plays. right? <laughs> Yeah, just let the video review do it. Yeah, they get a they get a replay in five seconds. You know, it, it seems like an easy fix, and they make it like the world's most complicated thing. Because that was the other play, though, yeah. too. That wasn't a penalty, but I don't know how. Like, yeah. that was so obviously a catch by uh, on Johnson on that wheel route. I, it was so obviously a catch and fumble. He catches the ball, takes two strides, and then tries to adjust the ball and drops it, and they called that a no catch. Like, that was so <laughs> obvious to anyone watching. I don't know how they didn't keep that call. After it was ruled a catch, too. Like, not clear and obvious. Like, you know, like they say, like, beyond a reasonable doubt or whatever. Like, they don't follow that at all. They they often go against reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. But, um, so, an- another guy stuck up, uh, Kenny Galladay. He's our 100-yard wide receiver of the week. Stud. Stud. Five Stud. catches for 121 yards. Uh, he continues to uh, play lights out this year. He he's really stepped it up this year, uh, it, and it's good to see. Yeah. Um, shout out. And then Marvin, I'm gonna give a shout out to Marvin Hall too. I think his stock is up as well. Uh, he's been he, a nice pickup. Yeah, he's been. That's two games in a row. He's just been you know the speedy guy down the field to catch Stafford's deep ball. I like it. Um, yeah. So they clearly have something going there. At least someone to you know for the defense to respect and get those other guys open later in the season here, mm-hmm. especially when we go up against the Vikings. Uh, next week. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to stock down. Um, there's a few of a these. Couple I obvious got. ones here. Yeah. The first one I'm going to go with is, um, and this kind of fits into our <laughs> normal category, and that's the Jim Bob Cooter uh, play call of the week. <laughs> I'm just going to go with everything in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. This, br- this reminded me of the Steelers Sunday night game where we got in the red zone six times. And we had five field goals. Uh, this was very similar feeling where we kept moving the ball and then we get inside 20. You know, well, no. Hawk could have held on to that ball, though. I don't know. That was a good call. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, be I mean, more effective yeah. there. That, that's my next stock down, too, is Hawkinson. He, this is his third drop touchdown pass. Well, second Brutal. drop touchdown out pass. And then, the yeah, out of bounds on the other one. Yeah. Uh, Man, I mean, this one, he was literally on the ground, like, with I the know. ball in his hands. Both hands. I feel like it kind of changed the momentum a little bit, too. Like, it gave the Packers a little more confidence. Oh, yeah. They didn't need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still a big believer in TJ Hawkinson. Uh, oh, yeah. He's a rookie tight end. Like, you have to have faith in him. Oh, yeah. I'm still <laughs> yeah. very excited like, about I, I hope they keep throwing to him. I, I wish, and I keep saying this when I'm, I'm watching the game with somebody. And uh, the red zone, they get inside the 10 there. Well, first of all, when you're on the one-yard line and you got two downs to go, just sneak it in. I don't know why these I teams know. get so cute. Just sneak it in. It works like 
a high, high percentage so of the time. High. It's like over 80% of the time you're guaranteed to get one yard usually. Yeah. 80% of the time <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got real bits of panther in it. So you know it's got to be good. But, but uh, I'm with you, Connor. <laughs> uh, that play by Hawk, was, uh, it, it killed our game plan. We were out to score, run up the score really quick in this game, being really aggressive. And instead of getting three touchdowns, we get a touchdown and two field goals, and now the Packers don't feel that need to fall out of their game plan and stop running as much. I think that's what we were setting out to do to try to force Aaron Rodgers to have to put it on his arm, and Hawk dropping that ball just killed it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but yeah. oh, the other thing I want to bring up is that I, I'm still looking for Jesse James to participate in the red zone offense. He's <laughs> six seven or six six, right? And Him he, or uh, uh, Logan Thomas. I just want to see like a throw to the back of the end zone, like right up the seam. Just throw it back shoulder up high where only he can grab it. There's no one on the field on the defense that's going to stop that throw. It's either going to go out of bounds or in his hands. Yeah, he used to do it to Calvin. <sighs> That, that it's really inexplicable why they're not me. doing that. It really is. At least You're right. I haven't seen it once this year, and there's been a lot of opportunities. Oh, there was it. one more uh, cooter play of the game on third and uh, decently long. We throw that little bubble screen. Yeah, to McKissick. Yeah. Yeah, that was cl- we, we called that one out. We are like, that's Jim Bob Cooter right there. Oh, He's, yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Jim Bob Cooter yeah. made that call. Yeah, it was like a little swing pass to McKissick. It was clear as day <laughs> who was going to. Um, I, th- I think you said something. I was like, "It's gonna watch. It's gonna get like a few yards, and then that's it." <laughs> yep. Um, so my next stock down as well, um, and that is the Lions' run game and Carryon Johnson. Carryon Johnson, thirteen carries for thirty-four yards and a touchdown. That's two point six yards a carry. Um, but the Lions only fifty-six total yards rushing in this game. Hey, they used Agnew on a reverse though, so I was really happy yeah. to see that. Yeah. Um, but Carryon, oh boy, I got put. I put in this carry, way more hey, heavily on the O line. In Kerry's defense, yeah, the O line was uh, they didn't get no worthless, push at all. worthless it in the run was game. Horrible. Although I horrible. was I was looking for the Lions to and Bevel to call like an outside run. I didn't really see any of those this game. I, yeah, I didn't it was see just any. like no. handing off and going no. to the A gaps. Uh, like what? I mean, maybe there was a couple where Carryon could have found some more space if he got creative with it. But I mean, when you just see the line getting overwhelmed most of the time, if you get cutesy with it, then you're probably more likely to lose yards. And so I can't. Yeah. I don't put this on Carryon very much. There were there was not much there, and I I love the way Daryl Bevel has been calling uh, the games mostly, but this game and his run game calling was not spectacularly no uh, no up to yeah, but his the, level. But the guys have to execute. See, I mean the the old line has to push someone away. You know, I mean it's a block. Seriously, you, know, you can call anything, but uh, you know they still got to execute on the field, and the old line is just right now not getting any push in the run. We need to put so, some yeah. vests and some more run blockers. Well, and, and speaking of blocking, um, it kind of leads me to my next stock down, which is I still don't understand why Kenny Wiggins goes in the game. Uh, there was one play particularly against Preston Smith on the inside, or maybe it's a Darius Smith, one of the Smiths. I can't remember who it was against, but he was like a parking cone. They worked right around him. on Johnson couldn't block him, and it went for an easy sack up the middle. Mm. Um, you you should not be able to be two blocks like that in a matter of two seconds. No way. Um, and what which also leads me to my next stock. I know we got a lot, unfortunately. Um, but it's the Lions' pass rush. Uh, I yeah, which I, continues to yeah, not yeah. get um the whole D line much pressure. <laughs> and I think this is more a scheme thing than a the D line. Yeah, they only it's by they design were, were rushing three and like it's not. Well, not only do they rush three, but when they rush four or three. They don't 
they don't work like spin moves or swim moves or anything like that. It's a straight bull rush. And I think all that's the by time. design too. I don't think yeah, they want to lose their to lanes. Contain the quarterback, which and they couldn't they do ninety percent of the time until yeah. it really mattered on third down <laughs> again, just like Mahomes last week. First down too, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, they did it most of the time. But when it and it was fr- it was frustrating Rogers a lot too. How many times did he go back there, stood back there forever, and there was no one open? Mm-hmm. So I mean, so they're it's working to an extent. But yeah. you're right. We still got to get to him uh, mm-hmm. eventually. It was you know, nice to see Jared something. Davis get free on a blitz at least. To, uh, yeah, or to to buy, uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, he had a nice one. On, on the one snacks I had the sack on. Tavai caused that sack. Yeah. No, it's like we're playing a hyper-conservative defense, but I, I get it. They're just trying to smother them, and it's it's like, and it's pretty effective, so it's hard to knock it completely. It's just the offense needs to score. Yeah. Yeah, and Tavai played 59% of the snaps in this, so a little uh, uptick for him. And I, uh, you know, like coincidentally a better defensive performance, I think, this week. I think Tavai's a stock of stock. Tavai needs I, to be in the game more. I agree. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good player. I got to add a stock down, too, because the D-line, I don't know. I mean, and maybe it's not all on them, but what are they exactly good at right now? Because they're not good at pass rushing, exact, really, and they're not really great at stopping the run. So, I mean, it's hard to say what we're, what strength they're providing right now. They're just holding their ground. They, every time they got run against, they were getting blown off the ball. I, I think yeah. that's the most disappointing thing is that they're not stopping the run at all. No, yeah. Uh, you know, if they could just stop the run, oh my God, we'd be uh, unbeatable. But they, they're getting gashed, and they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna have to stop the run against the Vikings next week because that's what they do is run the ball. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook at that speed, mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough. Yeah, but um, it will be tough. Uh, so just some uh, you know, snap count uh, things, just little nuggets here. Uh, you know, the, the offensive line, Joe Dahl played 80% of the snaps this week, so Kenny Kenny Wiggins played 51%. Um, Jamal Agnew was out there for two snaps this week, which I was super proud of. Ty Johnson not getting much usage at all uh, after a, a strong look for him to start the season, but McKissick's getting more of those backup running back snaps. Um, Jesse James, our $9 million tight end, uh, only played 56% of the snaps. Uh Nick Bodden played on 37% of snaps. And then on defense, uh, Tracy Walker out there for 99%. Melvin out there the whole time. Uh, Jared Davis out there for 97% of the snaps. Uh, you you think we we see a little more out of him, too. He had one nice blitz in this game, finally. They mm-hmm. blitz him and they rush him. Uh, yeah. I would like to see more of that yeah. possibly next I, week. Against I was really Cousins. expecting him to be a big source of pass rush this year, and they have not used him in such a way yet. I mean, what, two games back, but still. Yeah. But, I, 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 like I said, we, we drink the blue Kool-Aid, and there, there's a lot um, there's a lot of good things going on with this defense. I know we, we, we went through our stock down there. We just wanted to address it. But, um, yeah. And there's another guy. Hey, there's another guy i got to mention, though. Uh, Nick Bodden. I, I don't see him blowing anybody up or, or you know, no. like really paving the way. No, uh, he's actually know. the worst-rated fullback um, per PFF right <laughs> now. But he's great at hurling, you know, he guys. That that says make fullbacks great again and all that, but he's really not doing that right now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't no, think yeah. not. He needs to step up his game a, a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, 
like you like uh, Rudd Dog said, he's leading the league and defenders hurdled for fullbacks. Yeah, but that, that's about <laughs> the only thing he's leading at the moment. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> the problem with this this game, our offense basically just went down to that run game because it eventually just made it so we couldn't even keep our pass game really going. I mean, you saw that's when the like after we they realized we can't get anything on the ground. That's when the Smith started getting into our backfield a lot more, and hitting Stafford. Hey, what about the coaching, boys? Yeah, let's um let's get to, what what did you think of the overall um you know game plan for this, especially the adjustments in the second half or perhaps lack thereof. I I liked it. I thought we had a pretty decent third quarter actually. We didn't get touchdowns, but I thought we—I thought overall is a well-coached game. I just think the too many men on the field penalty is absolutely. Oh, oh that's the one I had. Uh, yes, that uh, was the—that yeah, is so unacceptable. Just, that is unacceptable. That was the gap for me. That should never happen on a never, field goal at the professional level. Yeah, yeah. That's where we really blew this game. That was—that's the biggest mistake you can put Another on the Lions in this game. There too. Yeah. Yeah, you gave Another him a touchdown. So, someone had a, a meme out there that uh, just and here's the punny part. Here's the guy counting the players, and there was Jared Davis back there counting. You know, had his finger pointing like he's counting the players on the line, and there were <laughs> and there was eleven of them plus him. <laughs> have, have you guys ever seen? Uh, the <laughs> I've never seen a too many men on the field penalty called well before the snap was even going to go off. Usually they get like a chance to get off the field. I've never seen it called like that before. Yeah. Well, the Packers had 13 on the field, like four. Yeah, but later, I, I'm not good. But that that was uh, more acceptable, I think, because there, there's like a weird rule with like where you break the huddle and stuff. But I've seen that w- in the Packers situation where they've let that go plenty of times in the past. Uh, in this case, like the snap was about to be had on the field, so. You shouldn't have twelve people on the field, anyways. No, so no, not at all. I'm not gonna compare it to the Packers one necessarily, uh, but because th- th- yeah, that and is that on the coaching staff or the player? Do you think? It's hard I, to know. I, I think it's context. ultimately on the coaching staff. Both. It's ultimately on coaching. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I it, it's hard to say because I could totally see it being some boneheaded mistake by a player thinking he was supposed to be in a certain package and got out there when he wasn't supposed to be. But then you got to also think, what was Jared Davis counting? Why was he? You know, he's back there to count and yeah. m- captain that play. So uh, that's on him too. All it's right. ultimately on the coaches. I don't know. I'd All right. It's got to be. But l- let's um let's go to the divisional roundup and I mean there's only one other game. The Bears run a bye. And Minnesota Vikings, at home, absolutely thrashed the Philadelphia Eagles this week. They won 38-20. to um, Kirk Cousins threw for 333 yards and four touchdowns. Um, 167 yards and seven catches for Stefan Diggs and three touchdowns. And Adam Thielen had 57 yards and a touchdown. And Dalvin Cook only had 41 yards rushing, actually, in this game. So they actually won by throwing the ball. And a guy named of Alexander Madison actually ran for 63 yards. So, the Vikings, have they awoken the passing game? I don't know. Uh, they have for one game, at least, and that's something that the Lions are going to have to contend with uh, next week. But, I mean, just this overall picture here. Um, in the division now, um, as I pull up the standings, it's the Packers, as we said, the Lions could have been first place, but... Thanks to some things that occurred, the Packers are five and one. Minnesota four and two. Chicago three and two. Detroit two two and one. And now the Lions ninth in the NFC. Um, 
I mean, how do you guys feel about this going forward? The Lions have 11 games left under schedule. I, I, I'm still feeling good, and like I said, I think this is a big turning point in the season. Plenty of football yeah. left. I'm feeling good. I know, I, we mean, just, I know we just ran our through our stock down and stuff, but, I mean, we, we, we need to drink the blue Kool-Aid here and totally understand, and like I said, believe in this a coaching staff. And, that we're you know, they're – it's just a, this is just another week here. It's just, you know, twenty four hour rule. Another part of the story of our Super Bowl season run. So that's all, no big deal. But, but here's the thing: great teams learn to overcome things. So if anything, you know, we talk about you know metal hardens metal and all that crap, and you, you know, you, it's just this is one of those things that if we learn to play through and get better and not let it bother us, it it will make us stronger in the end. So that but they. This is where they got to learn. They, they can't leave points on the field. They can't make stupid mistakes. It's little things, little things. And at the by the time the season's over, if we keep improving these little things and fixing them, there no one's going to beat us. The refs, the other team, it's not going to matter. So it's, it's just a, it's a process, man. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 going to have pitfalls, and we're, we're seeing that right now. But. I'm telling you, it's going to get better and better as the season goes, and there's plenty of time left to turn this thing around. So it's, I'm not even worried right now. I was, I was really bummed out after the game. I mean, more bummed out than I've been in a long time. It was so depressing. But you know, I I hit the, my Kool Aid stash, and I feel, I feel pretty damn good right now. I think I think we're going to be fine. This is a tough team. Trish is right. This is oh, a yeah. tough team, and they're going to overcome, man. I'm telling you, they will. Definitely. I, agree. I, I believe. I mean, there's things like, yeah, sure, you can look at how tough this position puts us in being last place right now. You know, the Packers are out of, at a commanding lead to start, but there's 11 games left, and there's plenty of football to be played and plenty of chance to turn this thing around, so I'm, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, there's a lot of time, and, it, you know, I love comparing ourselves to – um, the Patriots, just because there's so many Patriots connections here, um, and no, and the Lions, but the 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 Patriots usually in the most of the Super Bowl seasons got off the like awful starts, like usually two and two, uh, something around that. So uh, you know this is the Patricia loves to talk about phases of the season. So now we're entering the second phase here, and it's about we're 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 gonna turn it up, and it's gonna go well i think i i really believe in the process i mean two games in a row that we should have won and had sloppy mistakes and you clean those mistakes up and we start winning you know but winning 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 is a mindset and part of the mindset now that these players will have planned in their mind is that they can't let the refs be in a position to take a game away from you so so that this will now be part of their mindsets going forward so I hope, you know, <laughs> every game from now on, they're going to be thinking about this in the back of their minds. That we can't be in a position at the end of a game where ref can take a game away from us. So hopefully that will make them that much better, you know, go up two, three score. I mean, we need to have a, the mindset. It's all about the mindset. And, and this is what Patricia's trying to put into these guys' brains. And uh, I think it's slowly happening. I think we're kind of seeing it happening. But, you know, it's it's there's going to be some – but we're seeing it happen right now. So, oh yeah, uh, I, I I think like with the best coaching staffs, you see like consistent progress, like from when they start to you know where they're going. And I, I see the Lions still going down that road. Like even though they've lost two games in a row, like it just seems like each week 
you see progress, like you see changes, you see adapting. And like that's something I haven't felt in a long time with the Lions. So I really do think like these next eleven games are are going to go our way. Eleven, eleven, two, and one, or is that that, that doesn't add up? It was eleven, or twelve, three, and one? Oh yeah, thirteen, two, 13, and one. one. I go. don't do good math. Sorry, Mitch Trubisky just hijacked my math. brain. That stupid draw is really hurting all of our preseason predictions. I just, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. weird to have that draw on the record. Uh, weren't you saying the red yeah, dog? Yeah, just seeing on the screen two, out. two, one, or no? Yeah, yeah like yeah. so many, so many of the Wait, points, things, like uh, records, things they do, they don't show the third column. So it's like we're two and one, and everyone else is like has five or six games <laughs> it just looks weird yeah someone so there's two players of note that hopefully we get back next week and that's uh quandre Diggs. Ooh, we, we could have really yeah. used him in this game i Absolutely. feel in place of will harris mm-hmm. and um deshaun hand we can really use oh. him on the line we I need think. his uh, athletic i can't ability. wait till he's back because he pressured the quarterback a lot last year in this defense. Yeah, you can't teach what he has. He's so big and fast. And it's going to probably take him a little while to get acclimated back in, too. We'll so. see. Yeah. Um, but he, it, he's he got to be playing next week, right? He's I would hope be. so. I wasn't surprised he That's wasn't. That's what I thought this week. <laughs> I wasn't surprised he wasn't tapped for his first, cause first week of practice back. Usually it's not that fast. But uh, now, two weeks later, I think we should see him. Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting to have him make in for like four or five plays this week. Nothing egregious. Just kind of like an emergency guy on the bench. Uh, so, yeah, we really hope to see him out there in, uh, next week. I'm just it more, does suck right now. I'm more angry. Than, uh, like, I felt yeah, like I'm not depressed the Chiefs as much game, as angry. The Chiefs game felt like a heartbreaker. Like, yeah, there were some questionable calls, but, like, it didn't feel like it was so outrightly ripped from our hands by the refs. Sure, we made that one huge gaffe with 12 men on the field and that was unacceptable you clean that up we probably win but i mean this week it was just like we by the end of the game we'd done what we needed to do and we got just so screwed and so I, i'm so i'm just pissed hey you know what you know what uh, along those lines uh Doug, uh you know the players work all week toward the goal playing on sunday or Monday or whatever it is, you know, they worked hard. But you know what? The, the fans invest a lot all week, too. We talk about the team. We, we worry about the team. We, 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 read, we read everything we can read. We, we, we build up to Sunday. By Sunday, we're nervous as the players are, man. We're, we're waiting for kickoff. We're, we're getting our food ready. We're getting our <coughs> drinks ready. We're ready for the game. We're, we're putting our jerseys on, man. We're dressing up just like the players are. I mean, we, we build up a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And then to see the game, like, just taken away out of the players' hands and taken away so arbitrarily the way it was, it's like, why do we even go through this bullshit of all, you know, all this buildup all week for what? Yeah. Because it's, cause it's not in the players' control. I mean, you know, it, it honestly, God, I was – I was like, why do I even do this? I was like, why do I waste my time? This is yeah. bullshit. <laughs> no, seriously, the, the, the NFL, Absolutely. they got a problem on their hands, and they better fix it. That's the sentiment because, I've been seeing. Uh, but you love the game. The sentiment I've been I seeing. I do love the game. You know what? I, I, I wish I was painting my house or something instead of doing that. <laughs> you know, like that's the sentiment was, I've been so seeing. You know, yeah, sh- my Lions fandom is, is unscathed by this, but – 
my NFL fandom oh, yeah. is so freaking low hurt. right now. Like I and, and that's like what you're seeing. I I look at all these comment boards. Fans from all these other teams are coming in and being like, "This is just ridiculous. The NFL is crap." You know, all this like this. It just seems like they're picking the winners. And I saw one. It was like, I don't, I don't watch football. I watch football to see, you know, man versus man, the best teams win. Not watch some semi-scripted reality bullshit. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. Watching the NFL. It's like a reality sh- TV show. It's ooh, it's 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 real, but not really. It's scripted, right? Yeah. And that, well, that's how I felt after that game. Yeah. And that ninja guy, uh, you know, that Fortnite guy said he was uh, canceling his tickets to all future Lions games. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, a lot of people are talking. You know, like we got the only way the NFL is going to take notice is if they start to lose money. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate though. It's going to take a long time to get there, though, because there's still plenty of invested fans, I think. Yeah, because even yeah. if you hate the NFL, you love your team. It's like, it was, yeah. And yeah. it was so still like, a great game, too, you know? like ah. It was a great game. Yeah. Like, we hate the NFL, but we're going to keep giving them money. Like, we're not going to stop watching the Lions. <laughs> right. It's just, the yeah. league knows that. They know that the fans are not going to stop watching right now, so... All right, but if it, go ahead, Z. No, I wonder. I, I just wanted to start wrapping this up here, and I want to get everybody's right, last yeah. uh, last word uh, for this game, and, and then you know we'll talk. We'll have our predictions uh, podcast a little later in the week. So, uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Let's get your last word on this game. I don't know who it was in the pod uh, on the. Uh... Lions posted a video of someone just saying like Detroit versus everybody to every question. I forgot who it was. Joyke Bell. You guys might know. Joyke Bell, yeah. I just thought like that's so encapsulated like the proper mood. Like it really is just Detroit versus everybody. Like we just got to plug and we got to do what we got to do and get those dubs. Exactly. How about you, UJ? Uh, yeah, I can agree with you too. I mean, it, uh, after I got over the disappointment, uh, this could actually uh, strengthen us in, in the end because I, I really believe in what Patricia's doing with this team, and I think he'll send the message to these guys. And I think these guys believe in themselves like no team I've seen in a long time uh, in Detroit. So uh, <laughs> I, I think in the end this is going to strengthen them, strengthen their character, strengthen their resolve, and uh, and and we're going to get better and better as the season goes. So you know, right now it's disappointing, but. Uh, I think in the end, it, it may be one of those things that helps make us great. So uh, I, I'm still remaining positive on this whole thing, and uh, I think the rest of the season is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Rod Dog. You know, a lot of games left to play. Revenge Tour starts now. Let's get at it. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't have anything uh, to add. If you want to hear what I have to say about last word, start with my first word of this podcast. So, <laughs> my last word is the first word, and the first word is the last word. Uh, so, we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Stay in there, baby. Get loud on Sunday. Uh, still attack the NFL. Still go after them as hard as you can. Um, but Shame them. Still believe in this Lions team. There's still great things to come, and just be loud hey, fans, as we, hell. You fans, we are part of this team, all right? We are. So, yeah, like Z says, get loud, call in, do whatever. We're part of this team. 
We'll beat the refs. We'll beat the NFL. But thank everybody for listening. Instagram at drinking. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Instagram at drinking the blue Kool Aid. Twitter at drinking lions. Um, please send us messages on there. Uh, you know, uh, leave a message. Like we 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 mentioned Steve today. You know, uh, just just get on there. Uh, we want to make this a community thing. Because uh, we're all in this, baby, all the way to the Super Bowl. We're all in yeah, this baby. together. No, 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 no. Nice high school musical reference. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go Lions! Woo! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.